So good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. I want to thank all of those that's involved in the in the communion serving, uh, those that prepare the elements, and those that uh, serve us, and Brother Dan doing such a wonderful job in presenting the importance of communion. I just appreciate communion. I love communion, and we've already had church service. It's, it's been wonderful. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with us to the book of St. John. Since July the 24th, since July the 24th, we have looked in the book of St. John, first of all, at the seven signs, the seven miracles that are recorded in the book of St. John. And then we began uh, just a few Sundays ago looking at the I am sayings of Jesus Christ that is recorded in the book of St. John. I am the bread of life, which we looked at last Sunday. Today, I am the light of the world. And then we'll continue. Jesus says, I am the door. I am, he says, the good shepherd, the resurrection and the life. He goes on to say, I am the way, the truth and the life. And then lastly, he talks about how that he is the true vine. Today, we'd like to look, if you would, at Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. If you do not have an outline of the sermon, please raise your hand. We want everyone to have one. I would encourage you sometime during the week, if you would, take time to um, to sit down and, and look at this outline because there is no way that I can cover all that's uh, on this sheet of paper. So, Uh, You do your studying and enjoy, I believe, the blessings of God as you look at God's word and understand what he is saying. St. John chapter 8, verse 12, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The light of life. Some years ago, many years ago, really, I sat down and I wrote this particular small uh, description of what the light of Jesus Christ means to us today. Someone has said that 99% of our light ultimately comes from the sun. We do not create the light. We find creative light. We find creative light or creative ways, rather, to make the stored energy visible. David said in his writings, Lord, you give light unto my lamp, and the Lord my God illuminates my darkness. We cannot, as all of us knows, light ourselves. Jesus must light up our souls by giving us his spirit. It is God's light that shines in the darkness and shows us that some of the things we hold so most important are really pretty insignificant, especially when we compare those to eternity. His light also shows how stupid and how futile it is to nurse grudges. It exposes evil for what it is and casts light on all things we fear, exposing them for what they really are. Another paragraph, Christ also shines in the darkness of our loneliness to let us know that we are never alone, illuminating with the strength of his presence and bringing comfort to the sorrowful spirit. 
How may we continue to walk in a world so full of darkness and not share in its darkened lifestyle? We must seek the light of God's eternal word and not man's finite wisdom. Psalms 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It is our desire that Bethel will be the, a lighted candle that will dispel the dark shadows of sin, fear, and unbelief. Also keep in mind that a lighted candle may light another candle and yet have as much light as it did before. Transforming takes place when the light of the word shines through, and I believe this should be for all of us, every believer. The light of the word shines through every believer. I love St. John chapter 1. It is one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. I'll read nine verses of that if you look, look with me. John chapter 1. Verses 1 through 9. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Verse 4. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light. Notice that word is capitalized. That all through him, or that all through him, might believe. Verse 8, he was not that light, John was not, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Father, add your blessings to the reading of your word. Illuminate this word to our souls today and give us understanding. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. We need a light or the light in a darkened world. Amen. The introduction goes this way. The light, of course, is a magnificent metaphor. Light is the active power that dispels darkness. And Jesus Christ is the light of truth and dispels the darkness of falsehood. Jesus Christ is the light of wisdom that dispels the darkness of ignorance. God knows we need that one. Jesus Christ is the light of holiness that dispels the darkness of impurity. Jesus Christ is the light of joy that dispels the darkness of sorrow, written by John MacArthur. Five things about the glorious light, certainly, of Jesus Christ. One thing that I believe that Jesus punches holes in the darkness. He is the light of the world. First of all, notice with me the purity of his light. Light can never be defiled. Light can never be corrupted. I'm talking about certainly the light of Jesus Christ. Jesus was in this world, but he was not of this world. John 17 and 16, they are, speaking of us, the believer, not of the world, just as I am speaking of Jesus, not of the world. 
Light can never be defiled. Jesus exposed sin, but he was never, I love this, he was never contaminated by sin. Jesus could touch sinners, but sin could never touch him. The fact is, Jesus Christ was absolutely pure. That light is pure. Jesus was pure. Not only the purity of the light, but notice the constancy of of his light. Jesus, the light of the world, is our one constant. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was, was God. He was in the beginning with God. If he was in the beginning and with us now, he'll be with us in the end. That light, your and my light, no matter how society goes, no matter what this culture does, no matter what your neighbor or anyone else does, God's light, Jesus Christ, is constant. He was constant. Jesus is God and God cannot change. I love the Amplified of James chapter 1 verse 17. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of what? Lights. The creator and sustainer of the heavens. Boy, that's powerful. Notice those capital words. The creator and the sustainer of the heavens. Not just heaven, but the heavens. Can you imagine when God created all the universe? Can can we comprehend just a little bit the universe, the sun, the moon, the earth, the planets, the universe? He is. He is the creator and sustainer of the heavens in whom there is no variation, no rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning. For he is perfect and never changes. Don't you ever forget that. When you get in trouble, when the enemy comes at you and he floods against you, all of the things comes at you. Understand something. Jesus Christ never, never changes. The purity of his light. The constancy of his light. And the victory of his light. The darkness comprehended it not. What does that word mean? It means the darkness has not overcome the light. The darkness. He said, well, we're living in a dark age today. We're living in a dark world. All you hear is sadness. All you, you call on television. Let me tell you something. The darkness can never overcome the light of God. That makes me happy. No matter what CBS, ABC, all the networks, no matter what the world, no matter what the papers say, no matter what the politicians say, doesn't matter about the darkness when it comes to being victorious. Jesus Christ, the light of his word, cannot be overcome. Darkness has no power over light. Walk in a room full of darkness, turn on a light switch, Watch darkness flee. Never turn over an old log and it be filled with bugs under there. What do they do? They scamper. You say, well, they're afraid. No, they're not afraid. They just don't like light. 
And that's what the devil does. You reveal God's light and watch him scamper. The darkness comprehended it not. The darkness has not overcome the light. The darkness can not put out the light. You can't extinguish the light with the darkness of the devil, of the world. Hallelujah. The purity of the light, the constancy of the light, the victory of the light. And number four, the, the vitality of the light. Let me say something important. There is no life without the light of Jesus Christ. Light and life are in, in, in interwoven. You cannot have life unless you have light. Cannot have life unless you have light. When God brought life to chaos, he said, let there be light. In verse 3 of chapter 1 of Genesis. You think about that. Everything was chaotic. He didn't create it chaotic. That's another story in itself. But everything was chaotic. There was darkness. And how he brought all things together, he simply said, let there be light. And then boom, 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 all these things came into their place. Light brings life. Light brings life. Light is fundamental to the development of plant life and other living, growing things. And just as the sunlight creates that growth and causes growth, the light of God's word, the light of God's spirit, the light of Jesus Christ creates life, spiritual life, and growth in the saint of God. The glory of his, of his light. God's glory is God's transcendent beauty or radiance. John 1, 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now understand something. You and I, mankind, cannot see God, listen to him, in, its, in his full glory. Now I believe he's revealed himself, especially in the Old Testament at times, without his full glory. But in all of his glory, no one can look upon God. But we behold a part or a portion or some of the glory of God. And sometimes you and I get a taste of that when the Spirit of God and the blessings of God and the Word of God begins to bless us. We behold His glory. Sometimes we just have to say, Lord, hold up just a little bit. Wait just because mortal man cannot stand the full glory Certainly of God. God in his infinite glory has never been seen. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 16. Who along has immortality dwelling in unapproachable light whom no man has seen or can see to whom be honor and everlasting power. Somebody say, Amen. <laughs> These people. That try to put down God and do away with God. You can take him out of the public square. You can remove the Ten Commandments. You can take prayer out of school. You can do all the things that our, our society has done and some things tried to do in the last little while. You can't get rid of God. God's God. 
The light is powerful. His glory shall always shine, whether you and I or mankind wants to recognize it or not. His glory, the light of the glory of the Lord. Notice with me, if you will, the results of this powerful light. Number one, light can be repulsive. Light can be repulsive. What does John chapter 3 verses 19 and 20 say? And this is a condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. Does that surprise you today? They love darkness rather than light. Because why? Because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light. And does not come to the light lest their deeds should be exposed. You see, when God's word is preached, when someone reads the Bible or they see a scripture on a plaque or something, they, we, don't, we don't like that because we, if we're not careful, because we practice evil. What we've done today is tried to take the truth of God and fit it to us and to apply it to our situation. And truth is what we say truth is, but God's truth and God's light does not change. We want him to change, not us, but God wants us to change to his word. I'm I'm reminded of the story a battleship was on exercise at sea in bad weather. The captain was on the bridge. It was foggy. And just after dark, the lookout spotted a light on the starboard side. The captain asked if if it was a steady or moving light. The lookout replied the light was steady, meaning they were on direct collision course with that ship. The captain ordered the lookout, signal the other ship, change course 20 degrees. We are on a collision course. The signal came back, advisable for you to change course. The captain signaled, I am a captain, change course 20 degrees. I am a seaman, second class. You better change course 20 degrees, came the reply. The captain was furious. He went back. I am a battleship, change course. Back came the signal. I am a lighthouse, you change. <laughs> we try to get God to change. We try to get his word to change. We try to get the preacher to change. If we don't, we fire him. We try to stay away from God's word because we don't want the word and God's light to expose the darkness. But God says, my word's eternal. You want there to be a change? You change course. You want your family to be happy? Change courses. You want your life to be what God intended it to be? Change courses. Allow the Holy Spirit, allow the light of God's word. Listen, and, and this, this, this is so important. It's so simple. Jesus Christ, the word of God, 
is the answer to every problem you have. You say, Pastor, that's so simple. You religious people just simplify it too much. No, I believe God's word is simple. And I believe if we want, listen, I believe if we want to be able to have a successful life, we need to apply our lives to his holy word. Light reveals truth. It reveals truth about ourselves. You know, we never see ourselves truly until we see ourselves in the context of Jesus Christ. You think you know yourself? You don't. Not until you see yourself in the context of Jesus Christ. Not until you look in God's word and let him reveal that word to you that you may know and understand yourself. It reveals the truth about Jesus Christ. The reason people don't know who he is and don't appreciate Jesus Christ is because they had never allowed the light of his word to reveal who he is, Christ is, to them. It reveals the truth about salvation. We have all kinds of religions, all kinds of ways to get to God. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. He is the only way. And the light of God's word reveals that. It makes, it exposes that. Not only does the light reveal the truth, the light causes growth. As we take the truth of God's word into our lives, as we read it and apply it to our lives, we grow. If you're a young believer today, if you've just accepted Jesus Christ, I would encourage you to get a Bible that uh, you could read and understand. There are several translations. The New International Version is a good one. The King James is a good one. The New King James is a good one. And then you can get paraphrases. You can get, uh, uh, you know, the message and the living Bible and all of these to help you understand. But read God's word because that's where you see yourself. That's where you see yourself successful. And God will help you to be successful as you not only read his word, but you apply it to your life. It causes growth. Light brings sight and certainly understanding. I love First John chapter 5 verse 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. Someone say amen. Don't you wish the folks in Washington could get some of this? Some understanding that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. That is the true God and eternal life. We're speaking of life through the light of God's word. Not only does it bring sight and understanding and wisdom to the person that will allow that light to shine upon them, but light brings life. The sun brings life to this earth. Take away the sun, there is no life. In the same way, the sun, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, brings life to an individual. It brings life to a family. It brings life to a church. That's the reason it's so important to open the doors of of our hearts and our lives and, and let the light of God's word shine in. Not only does it bring life, it brings healing. Whereas natural light may heal physical wounds and afflictions, the light of Jesus' love and the light of Jesus' compassion brings healing to emotional wounds and afflictions of the heart and of the mind. 
We wouldn't suffer like we do if we just allow the light of God's word to shine in us. I believe that God brings healing to our mind, healing to our hearts, healings to our families, healings to our nation. The light of God's word would bring healing to this world. And then the last one, light brings hope. I've never seen a time when the world was so empty of hope. That's the reason that there's so many suicides today. That's the reason that there's so many deaths today. It's because people are hopeless. They have no hope because they don't have the light of the love and goodness and compassion of Jesus Christ. Life brings hope. What is hope? Listen to this. Hope is defined as an optimistic attitude based on an expectation of a positive outcome. Life brings hope. After the great flood, there was a rainbow. And every time you look at that rainbow, you have hope. It gives you hope. When the world was stooped in 400 years of silence and in darkness, there was a star that appeared. And that star, that light, brought hope to mankind. Are you hopeless? You feel hopeless? You don't feel like you can make it? Allow the light, certainly, of God's word to shine in your life. Those who walk in darkness rationalize their sin, learn to manage, listen to this, learn to manage their guilt and even believe that they're walking in the light. They not only lie to others, but they are deceiving themselves and even lying to God. Let's be honest today. We need God. We need God's light. We need God's love. And ending, I want to say three things. Jesus Christ. Jesus is a shining light. Not only is he a shining light, he is a seeking light. Not only is he a seeking light, he is a saving light. This morning, if you're here, know this one thing, that Jesus Christ is to shine for you. Jesus Christ is seeking you and Jesus Christ will save you. Let us pray.